Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Okay. Hi, I'm Andrea, compulsive eater and overeater. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Um, the area I was just <laughs> all set up and just got invaded by some folks. So just give me a second. Oh, um, can I be timed five, five and five? Is there time- someone who could do that? Because I'm recording someone else who could be a timekeeper there. Sure, I can do that. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Oh, all right. Well, um, Thank you, Joe, for asking me to speak. Uh, it's been <laughs> like at least three days of kind of just um, my mind buzzing and, and trying to wrap my head around my story. I haven't really told my relapse story yet. So um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm going to focus. Um, I came into program, I was 26. I was really miserable and I couldn't stop eating. I had had a long history of eating, but this was like, I could not, not do it. I, I could not stop myself. I, I literally couldn't do it. Um, and yeah, and I was in program strongly for four years and, um, I had a great sponsor who helped me work the steps. I called them about three times a week. 20 minutes every morning um, that I called and uh, we worked the steps and anything that came up in my life, it was like, how can you work the steps on that? Uh, Really good step sponsor. And I felt like I just had relief for the first time in my life from like so much. Um, And like, and I, so I slowly, went out and um part of leaving OA was um (laughs) one of the factors was optimism like I'm good now I did a great job um I you know I work the steps and I'm buoyant and I'm beautiful and I'm possible and um and I don't need to focus on what went wrong in the past I need to like go out and and, you know, just continue to fill my life with all these, like, positive things, I guess. Um, and it was also mixed with this desire for freedom. I wanted freedom from structure. I, I thought that that was part of um, growth and part of being independent. You know, like, I had, I had, um, I had you know, relied on these different uh, people and different tools and this structure and part of my growth, I thought, was me um, becoming even more independent and using everything that I had learned. And this happened very, very slowly. I never felt like I wasn't part of OA anymore. Um, I never, like, I had friends that I was close with that uh, were around my age and left the program in different ways. And I never felt like I, I left the program, but 
um, what did happen was um, I I was 29 and I um, I had worked the steps and I was living my life and I ran just like smack dab into um, this situation. It was like a relationship crush situation that happened, but it opened me up to all this desire. And suddenly I wanted way more in my life than I had, like way more. I wanted a job where people recognized me. I wanted um, work where I felt seen. I wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to have like a big, beautiful, intimate relationship. I wanted like sexual satisfaction. I, I just wanted all this stuff. Um, and I did not know in any way how to deal with that desire. And I also at the same time felt like I had deserved all those things and had like missed out on them. Um, and so I realized now that I slowly developed kind of, uh, I was like angry at Overeaters Anonymous. I was angry at program because like a child, like it hadn't given me everything I wanted or something like that. That's kind of, that's kind of how it went. Um, <clears throat> so I, um, around this time I knew I wanted to leave my job. <clears throat> so I did that. And that meant I was untethered. That's five, five minutes gone, so ten left. Thank you. Um, and I moved away from the Bay Area where I had built this whole um, support system. And I did look and kind of make sure that I thought, you know, I had some connections there. I, you know, I tried to vet this new life I was bringing in uh, that it would provide everything I needed. Um, and it, whatever, it, it, it worked out the way it worked out. There were no OA meetings up there because I didn't think I had to have in-person OA meetings. And I would not at the time have wanted to be limited by that. Like I thought, well, I'll just have to change my program. I've heard other people do it. And the truth was that the phone meetings never really worked. There was one meeting in the small town um, there was not strong recovery there. And when I hit depression later on, um, I actually tended to become more depressed after going to that meeting than uplifted. Um, because I, I just saw how destructive the disease could be. Um, and so that was my relapse. That's kind of how it started. Um, I slowly became, I became very results driven. I really wanted these certain things in my life and I was very focused on getting them. Um, like I said, I felt like I had been wrong somehow that I didn't have them already. Um, and I, uh, I sort of slowly abandoned a higher power, I sort of slowly abandoned the idea that I had to like be spiritually right in order to receive whatever was coming to me. One, there wasn't much humility. And two, um, I just wasn't, yeah, I wasn't getting what I thought I needed, what I thought I wanted. Um, and uh, as the more that it didn't happen, the more I 
didn't care so much for the prayer and meditation that I had used. Um, so I, I went into this new life with a lot of spiritual fitness and I got pretty far on that, but then, you know, just slowly my tank, um, became, you know, more and more empty. Um, I wrote something here. I'm going to see if I can't read it. I abandoned my higher power slowly as I became dissatisfied with it, not striking lightning into my life and granting my wishes. Um, The work and learning I needed to do to move towards those things that I wanted so badly, that daunted me. Um, And I caused myself a lot of unavoidable hell um, in not being able to work through my grief and honor my desires with grace. Um, I say it was unavoidable hell, even though I was causing it myself, because they're really, I really, really do, in preparing to speak, I really do see that I was not, it was not going to be any other way. Like that was just how it was going to be, that ego. Um, that's how it was going to be. So, um, um, I did end up quitting my job. I, um, my career, I was depressed three school years in a row. I wasn't able to finish three school years in a row. And the last one I said, instead of going out, um, you know, getting to the point where I'm suicidal, I have to get a doctor's note. Let me try to go out mid year and try to make something else of myself. So I left at the end of January and COVID hit in March. And, um, essentially I've been struggling financially and career-wise since then, just kind of, you know, I've, I've done a couple things, ended up moving back home in with my partner, moved them across the country with me. Um, and what happened was that literally over that trip, I was still eating at this point. I'm eating, you know, I slowly let things I started drinking right when I moved to this small town. I I started allowing myself to go out and drink. And that was basically like my gateway. Um, And so at this point, um, I had been drinking almost daily, uh, which means once I start drinking, you know, two glasses or three, I can eat whatever I want at that point. Doesn't really matter. Um, so I've been doing that for a while. Um, and, uh, over the trip, I was getting more and more fed up coming back here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Tired of the inflammation. Um, tired of just how sluggish my body felt. Um, I am heavier than I've ever been. This is heavier than when I came into program. Um, I've lost almost 15 pounds and I'm still 10 pounds heavier than I was when I came into program. Um, so I've never been in this body, even the one that's losing weight. I've never been this big. Um, and for whatever reason, I just was willing to come to the 7am meeting. 7am in New Jersey is 10am. And so I was like, well, I don't have a job and I don't know what I'm going to do in my life pretty sure I want to work for myself. So I'm just going to act like my time I'm in charge of it. Like I just, I just started coming and this was a great meeting because there's a lot of people with long-term commitment here. Um, long, long long-term commitment. That's literally what I wanted. I mean, people 
who <laughs> are older, who get up at six or earlier, who show up at a seven o'clock appointment. Um, most days, like that's, um, I've been to this meeting in person when I did live in the Bay Area, um, could never come regularly, but that's what, I, you know, I knew what kind of recovery this meeting has. And um, it's afforded me a lot to, to come here. I don't really go to any other OA meetings, actually. I really come to this one and it's been extremely satisfying. Um, I got a sponsor, a different sponsor. I knew my old sponsor wouldn't, wouldn't work for me anymore um, for other reasons. And um, this person allowed me to work the steps in my own fashion. They told me, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. <laughs> I was like, that's fine, I'm a former teacher. I can come up with my own assignments. And I was able to work the steps without someone telling me, you have to get abstinent. You have to get abstinent. You have to get abstinent. You can't work these steps if you're not abstinent. Or you can't get, you know, this, like, right away, that first phone call, I just remember hearing, like, hey, this is a spiritual program, and you have a spiritual problem. And I was like, that, that's the message that I needed to hear um, for me always. And I knew that. I came in here as a seeker spiritually. Um, I had a food problem, and it made sense that they went together. And um, that's still, in a lot of ways, who I am. Um, so slowly did the step work. And what happened was, like, 30 days ago or so, I realized um, it has been six months. Um, I came in in November. So I guess it's been seven months or whatever it's been. Um, I just realized I wasn't going to be able to get any further. Um, my higher power somehow communicated with me. You're not going to get any more out of this if you're not able to give up the food. So um, I told my sponsor, again, they're very relaxed about it. They have long-term recovery. They know that it happens when it happens if you stick with it. And, um, and so I've been abstinent for 25 days. So I'm <laughs> here speaking to you with less than 30 days of abstinence and less than a year back in program, but I just figured I'd be as honest as possible. So I'm going to tell you in whatever, that's time? No. Okay. Still whatever, whatever time I have left, I'm going to tell you what abstinence has been like. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I learned about eating with my menstrual cycle around the time that I left OA. And... For whatever reason, again, everything came together. I waited until all these pieces were somehow ready to come together. And this is the first, I'm literally finishing my period today. This is the first menstrual cycle I've had where I paid attention and ate according to my menstrual cycle. And that's what I've needed for a long time, but um, didn't know and thought it was overwhelming and don't like addressing that I'm a woman and all that stuff. And so it's like the first time I'm, I'm absent from flour and sugar. Um, there are other things that I still have not drawn a hard line with, dairy and alcohol. Um, but, you know, the willingness is coming. And, um, and I'm eating according to the, the cycle, which is like, it feels really good. Um, 
So the first couple things that have happened is like, just like relaxation. Thank you. Um, my commitment to program has grown. I'm just going to wrap up. Um, I feel at peace with being a compulsive eater. Um, I don't feel like my desires for other things in my life need to boot me out of here. I feel a lot of relief. Um, I also feel incredibly overwhelmed. Um, my life is messy. It's still really chaotic. I felt a whole slew of shame about that. Um, I am like looking at this tower of neglect and things I haven't been able to do in my life. And I felt hopeless, which is appropriate, but not hopeless to the point where I know there's nothing I can do. Um, and then lastly, I'm like noticing how much I've wanted to control all of these things. I'm starting to understand how that's not going to get me any of the things that I wanted, that I left this program wanting. Um, and I've gone through a massive control withdrawal, which is a real thing. Um, I like cried for like three days, you know, two days ago, um, just wanting to still be fighting for everything that I wanted and realizing again that there's really nothing I can do but um, continue to surrender and just try to be in the path. So thanks for having me. It's really nice to be here.